You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. Welcome to Profiles in CRM, Episode 8. I'm your host, Chris Webster. Profiles in CRM asks CRM professionals eight simple questions. The answers vary wildly depending on their experience and education. Because of the nature of contract archaeology and how small this field really is, some people choose not to reveal their name or the company they work for. Stay to the end of the show to hear how you can have a chance to answer these same questions. Okay, so this is Profiles in CRM, and I'm here with at the Society for California Archaeology meetings with a uh, field tech I have worked with in the past, and uh, we'll start off with the questions. What is your name? And uh, I have who do you work for on here, but choose to answer that as you please. <laughs> oh, well, let's see. Well, I guess for my name, I could just say the guy in the hat. <laughs> <laughs> the guy in the hat with the uh, with the pipe? Maybe. <laughs> That's too much detail. Way too much detail. I think the voice is too much detail for people that know you listening know. to this podcast. That's why I, don't really I just wanted to add that. All right. So, how long have you been working in CRM archaeology? Oh God, I think I want to say 2009. 2009. So, did you go in right after you graduated from college? You went straight no. into CRM. No, no, I graduated in 08, which was like the perfect time to not get a job. <laughs> yeah, that was right in the crash time, wasn't it? Yeah. So, all right. So. Uh, when you're working in CRM, um, what position do you usually have? Like, what's your? I'm trying to get a sense of what your current, say, career level is. Oh. Um, so, what position do you currently have, and what is the highest position you've ever held? I want to say I've just been a regular fuel tech. Okay. <laughs> I've never done any. Well, actually, I have done the GPS stuff, but no one's ever paid me more for it. <laughs> no, and I'm I'm really mean like the the traditional levels like field tech, crew chief, project manager, oh, stuff yeah, like that. Tech, yeah. So okay. That's going to be probably 90% of the people I talk to about this. Um, and where have you worked? And by that I mean like what uh, what states or geographical oh. regions? Let's see. Basically the Great Basin region, almost all of it. So I've worked all over Nevada. I've worked in Idaho, Southern California. Oh, and I worked in Minnesota for a super long time. <laughs> that was just this last summer, right? Yeah, longer yeah. than necessary. <laughs> right. What is the best thing that's happened to you that's related to being an archaeologist? I think the only good thing that's ever happened, I can say, <laughs> is that one time at the end of our survey day, we found a cooler full of beer, and it was the end of the day so we could drink it. <laughs> and it was buried in the woods at the bottom of a Jeep trail. <laughs> nice. Nice. And EBR was not that bad. <laughs> I mean, it was super old, but you know, it wasn't that skunked. Right, right. <laughs> it was good enough for the end of the day, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so what is the biggest thing you would change that would make being a CRM archaeologist better? Well, if you increase pay, you'd increase the quality of techs you get. I mean, you get what you pay for. That's absolutely true. I mean, people always say, I want, you know, you need people with master's degrees, but no one's going to invest in a master's degree if you just get paid like 2 or $3 an hour more than everyone else. <laughs> I mean, you can try to change the standards all you want, but until you raise the pay, standards don't matter. You're never going to get people who want to be in this business, you know, who just want to be in it. <laughs> You're just going to get weird sort of gentleman archaeologists at that point if you just change standards without raising pay. That's a good point, because uh, I've thought about that too. The, uh, you know, I, I thought about my answer, and I would say somehow try to raise the quality of life for field techs, but raising the pay will do that. It's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's all tied to it. Because yeah, you know, you, yeah. go, you go home, and you know, I mean, I was talking about this with someone the other day. You're basically paying them college student wages, and so you get people who live like who 
only people you get are people who are okay with living like a college student in their like 40s. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And of course, you know, great archaeology happened when you're a college student in your 40s, obviously. <laughs> Absolutely. So what is your career goal in CRM? Like, where do you, I guess it's the where do you see yourself in 10 years question. Oh, God, I totally want to, <laughs> I want to get a degree in something else, something to do with computers, but something that I can relate back to archaeology, because I know that things are getting automated. So I was thinking about this this morning, actually. I was thinking, you know, they need IT people who can get all this stuff automated. Mm -hmm. So you want to stay in archaeology, but maybe in a different sort of, uh, uh, not necessarily a fieldwork side of it, but maybe something related to archaeology. Yeah, basically something yeah. where I can actually afford to buy a car and a house. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe health insurance. That too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so, last question. If you could give an undergrad that's listening to this, thinking about a career, yeah. quote-unquote, in CRM archaeology, yeah. what is one piece of advice you would give them? Oh, well, God, I want to say there are two pieces, but I guess the main one is get used to living like a college student for the rest of your life. <laughs> I mean, so, literally. So, if you had two pieces of advice, what would the other one be? Um... Take this job seriously, because there are people who definitely, like, are too trusting. They get into this, and they think everyone's their friend. But a lot of people will be friendly to your face, but not necessarily behind it. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found on the Archaeology Podcast Network website at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com forward slash profiles. At that page, you'll also find a form that you can fill out so you can be interviewed on the show. Interviews take less than 30 minutes, and you don't need any special equipment. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the field. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.